What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. This is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studio in Los Angeles, California, this is The Shiznit Show. With your hosts, Kenda McGee, Damon the Weasel Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dino Red. Now put your hands together for The Shiznit Show. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of The Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day, Kenda. And good day to you all. Good day, Weezy. Good day, my friend. How are you today? <laughs> I'm okay, Godfather. Yeah. I'm Damon the Weasel Standifer. I can use a favor, though. <laughs> He's got the face and everything. <laughs> Cheek full of <laughs> full of nuts like a squirrel. That's, that's when I was daming the chipmunk stand up. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? What to do, guys? What's going on, Kenda? What, what's been up? Oh, busy week. But you know what? I went. You know, I didn't know that Los Angeles had um. Like vineyards, you know, everybody talks about going up. Oh, yeah, to, like wineries uh, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware because you know you always hear about the Northern California ones, right? Right, Napa and Napa. Yeah, all that all kind those. of stuff. There's a couple south of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went to a friend's birthday brunch yesterday at the San Antonio Winery, and it mm-hmm. was phenomenal. I really recommend. And I'm not a drinker. <laughs> they even had non-alcoholic wine and champagne for me to taste during the taste testing part. So mm-hmm. that was really fun, and the food was off the chain i'm talking falling off the bones barbecue ribs mm. uh quiche all kinds of fancy salads you know manicotti stuff with salmon oh my god it was so good omelets it was great so if you ever want a really great breakfast and experience and the music was great it uh, better be good you gotta go all the way to san antonio to get it well, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the river that's what i thought when they said san antonio i'm like what do you mean, San Antonio? <laughs> yeah, right outside of downtown LA, though. It was awesome. Really awesome. Highly recommend well, it. I, I feel like I, I felt when I found out we had like canals in Venice. Right. <laughs> exactly. I had no idea we had wineries out here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess in this neighborhood, it's, uh, it's uh, Nappy. Well, uh, the Nappy Vineyards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nappy Valley. <laughs> Getting that kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Squash those little itty bitty grapes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the canals, you canals, you take the chicks there to make out. 
Yeah, it was. Oh, man. is that what it was? Yeah, that's, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. that's, that's what, what we used to do sometimes in college. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, that's college. what the Fonz was. Uh, oh. <laughs> the one who started that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let's go to the let's go to the uh, let's go to the canals now, Cunningham. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I, I lived in uh, I lived in Venice uh, for a while. So yeah. Yeah, that's what's mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Wow, winery. It's a non-alcoholic. A what was that like? A non-drinker at a winery. Right? Right? So, 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 so what was the So was I the, thought uh, when we got there, first before eating, they were doing all this wine tasting, mm-hmm. and they have like $5 for every like four tastes that you get. And then for the really good wine, it's like $15 for every four tastes. Mm-hmm. And everybody was tasting. I was just kind of standing around. The guy asked, said, do you want anything to drink? And I'm like, I don't drink. He's like, oh, I've got this for you. And he pulls out. And they had like four or five different flavors. Mm-hmm. Like, And I got to mix them and you know mm-hmm. make my own non-alcoholic wine. It was awesome. And they had something there, though, that was really cool. I mean, all my friends taste it. It was like a Tootsie Roll wine. It mm-hmm. was like some wine they had, and plus they mixed this chocolate, whatever liqueur. Mm-hmm. It looked really cool. Mm-hmm. And then he brought some kind of strawberry something over, and he said, that's a um, chocolate-covered strawberry wine. It was awesome. It was Boone's yeah. Farms. I know. <laughs> With some Hershey syrup in it. Strawberry Boone form. It was some Hershey syrup. It did kind of look like that in a fancy bottle. You get that at the winery. Right. (laughs) Hey, man, you got some uh, Hershey syrup, man. I'm putting in this night train, man. You sound like Ned the Wine. Right. (laughs) We're going to go choo, choo, choo. You know what I mean? Now, I know, like, people on the East Coast, their first drinks are usually beer and stuff, but... It seems like I think it's a California or maybe an LA thing. Most of my friends, almost everybody I know I hear like their first drink was Boone's Farm. Wow. Like almost really? everybody. Almost everybody was <laughs> a teenager That's and so that Be- Boone's Farm was their wow. first like the first thing their first drink. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I would like the, the, the wisp of the uh, paper bag mm. <laughs> that, that that would add to the flavor. Right. Yeah. It's like mm, this this paper bag it yeah. really brings out the mm. the essence yes. of the <laughs> Weezy's favorite drink is pink champagne. Wow. You really went back. With, with you really went back. <laughs> I call it champagne. <laughs> yes. That was good. So Weezy, what's been up with you, man? Man, I had a I had a great experience this week. What was that? Well, um uh, a friend of mine uh, uh mentioned to me that uh in the Facebook in, in your private messages in Facebook there is an area that Facebook made no mention of where they filter some of your uh, messages. Oh yeah, you do that now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea about it. Well, like it if just like if you it send, now. it's kind of like um, if okay, if you're not friends and someone mm-hmm. sends you a message, it goes yeah. to this special filtered uh, uh, inbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to go specifically to that inbox to see these random people who message you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and I had, I had, I had no idea that it existed. And uh, so after my friend told me, I said, well, man, I, I better check and mm-hmm. see who sent me one. So <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got a message from a, a guy, and his name, is, uh, his name is Lamont Young Ace Mitchell. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. One of my best friends, his name was Lamont mm-hmm. Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's, uh, that's interesting. And I see that he sent, it in, sent the message in November. Wow. And uh, I also noticed that earlier I had one of my friend requests that I had, you know, not really looked at all that closely. It was, you know, him as well. And so I said, well, let me let me look in here. It turns out he's the son of one of my best friends that I had known since seventh grade. 
Uh, now his father passed away in 2000. Wow. That answers my question. Yeah. I'm like, how do you, why do you not think that that is your friend? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my friend. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that would have been real interesting. <laughs> real interesting. <laughs> they yeah. got Facebook in hell now. Well, he's your friend, so I just assume. <laughs> Birds of a feather, you know. <laughs> he's the one that gave me that Boonstown strawberry. <laughs> the Sham Pipple. And the Sham Pipple. Right. But uh yeah, so um so I was like, oh shit, he sent me this in, in uh November. Mm-hmm. I, I you know, so I, I got back to him and like, you know, right away he's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he had uh he had seen me on the Wayans brothers and uh he was watching it with his grandmother. Mm-hmm. His grandmother had told him his grandmother had told him that that's uh that's your dad's friend. And wow. so he reached he so he reached out to me hmm. and uh you know he uh we we he wanted to find out about his dad right. he was 7 when his dad died wow and so he reached out to me mm-hmm. and uh we uh you know i called him and the next day he called i gave him my number he called me and we just i just took him down on a trip down memory lane and oh, you know really told cool. him about you know what i knew about his dad yeah. wow his his point of view was like the people that he knew that knew his dad his mom his grandmother uh, his uncles, you know, they had a different perspective than, you know, they didn't yeah. really, you know, his young, his, his youngest brother was like, uh, I think we were like, we were in ninth grade when his young, when his uh, youngest brother hmm. was born. And then, um, you know, he had older brothers, but he didn't, they didn't really know him that well like that. So, uh, and then I hooked him up with, uh, my buddy, Steve, and uh, Steve and Lamont were like really mm. tight, so he could tell them stuff I couldn't tell them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Steve, uh, he put it out on Facebook, so all our high school people uh, could contact him, or you know they put they put on on the message, you know their little remembrances oh, of Lamont. That awesome. And uh, so he was like, you know, he he sent me a message, and he was like, "Dude, man, thanks, man. I this is like a hole in my life that I you know been trying to fill for years." Yay! And. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, when I was, I was talking about it to somebody else, and I started choking up, and because <laughs> Lamont was a good dude, he was like one of those dudes. You know how they're like some people they say, well, you can never say no one has a a, a bad word to say about this person. He was actually that guy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. When he when he passed away, the 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 church was full. Hmm. Um. You know, and and even today, like people. You know, because you know you you're not in touch with everybody from high school. So even today, when people find out, it's like he died. When did he die? You know, right. 16 years ago. Well, you are. Wow. <laughs> you're in touch with everybody from high school. None of the rest of us are, but you are. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so it, that was it was really cool. You know, and, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, How that, old is that his son now? Like his son 23. is 23. Okay. So he was seven. He was seven when his father okay. passed away. Wow, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's real cool. It's a great yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Charlie Bell just entered the studio looking off live, walking in here looking like a <laughs> and then she gonna try to act Egyptian like, goddess. And then she try to act like what? what? Like I just woke up like this. Uh, this okay. dress was, is um, off was, the chain. Can I, was, I tell you, makeup done, hair banging. What? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you off the chain wax. Charlie Bell. <laughs> I was like, I was like, the Oscars was right. Uh, Where did she just come from? 
Yeah, the Oscars was like in March. What red carpet did she walk off of? We in jeans and tank tops. Now, you guys, the transportation struggle is real right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still, I'm going to be looking for a car this week, finally. But in the meantime, like... I had I'm going to an event afterwards, okay. so I was I had yeah. to get dressed. I knew it wasn't for us, right? so I was right. just I was wondering what the event was. That's why right. when you walked in, I was like, "What's up with the?" And then you yeah. were like, "Oh, like what this whole thing?" I know, right? I'm like, "Whatever." I just, I just this on, <laughs> right, right. I was running Later, late, right. and you're just sitting there. This little thing. <laughs> 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 I'm just you know, it's, I look like a shampoo commercial right now. <laughs> Why thank you? I was. I, it's for uh, my friend is being honored at um a, the Black Democrats Club tonight. Nice. So I'm going to, you know, represent and, uh, awesome. and get you a husband while you're there. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Most of the Black Democrats are sixty well, plus, right? So. <laughs> Little wonkish, you were, know. They were there when the party started. Yeah, right? literally, literally. <laughs> They yeah, rode in. Never know, though. Charlie they rode the elephants with Hannibal. <laughs> yeah, they, they rode the donkeys. <laughs> Might be next one to charming there. You never know. Like, I ran against Lincoln back <laughs> in the day. Crazy. But um, anyway, <sighs> yeah. So I'm gonna be riding around in my gold dress. All right. <laughs> hey now. On the bus. I was kidding. You got Uber. So what's been up? What's been going on with you since? Uh... Well, I had to uh, get law enforcement involved with Crazy Couch Stalker oh. Man. No oh, way, that we motherfucker! Called it? Did we? Yeah, he mm. he again? continued. This motherfucker texted me. I blocked him twice, and he kept texting me from, from different new numbers. numbers. Wow! Uh, what? what a nut job! But you know, there's a lot. Of, it's crazy. Like there's a lot of. Um, Angry. There's a lot of people out there walking around with a lot of anger and yeah. hatred. It's mm-hmm. like the fact that he went out of his way to contact me all mm-hmm. these months later. I'm like, this motherfucker been stewing about some shit that I forgot about mm-hmm. months ago. Exactly. It's weird. I think it's weird. So what what happened with law enforcement? Um, nothing. They you know just put a report in. They there's nothing they can really do until mm-hmm. he does something. yeah, unless right. he does something. Right. But uh, I think he. I, I forgot to mention, like, as I was kind of replaying in my head, like, mm. did something happen? Was there? And then I now I recall him telling me that he has a little girl that he's not allowed to see. And oh, now I'm boy. like, oh, no, oh, I, I wonder why. why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wonder why. Yeah. Weirdo. Yeah. What's up with you, Dino? Well, let's see. What What is up with me? So, um,. I took Don Don to see Jungle Book. Jungle Book used to be one of my favorite stories when I was a kid, and she's mm-hmm. she read the book a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know I was kind of excited to go and take her to see that. And then I took her to <clears throat> the uh, took her to uh, have the uh, what do you call it the D box experience. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that was you guys know what D box is? No, it's, it's, oh, go ahead. No, it's it's uh it's like basically kind of like 4D. It's the um, it's when the seat. No, 4D. What did I say? Is it 4D or D box? It's, it's called D box. Brand of 4D. 4D. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but it's like 4D. Yes, yeah. I know what 4D is. Yeah. <laughs> 4D theaters, then yeah. Yeah, I was 4D <laughs> ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So for you guys who don't know, it's the it's when the uh, the the seat in the theater kind of uh, moves and gyrates and vibrates and with in in sync with the movie. So if there's shots fire, you feel the little thump thump thumps and things like that. So um, yeah, it was it was cool. Um, it I was it didn't turn out to be as exciting as I hoped it to be. Maybe it's just the movie. I don't know what, but I'll give it like one more shot in a, in another movie, like maybe a, a more of an action type movie or you know a sci-fi movie or something like that. And if it doesn't move me, then then I'll just stick <laughs> so to, to speak. I'll just I'll just stick to the, <laughs> I'll just stick to the uh, the regular theater and keep my extra money. <laughs> that they charge. Well, you but, know, uh, um, I, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to, before you move on from 4D, mm-hmm. it's sometimes because I covered it when they first came out with mm-hmm. the um, technology, and I saw it with Transformers out in Oxnard, mm-hmm. okay? And it was a great, it was all of the things. It was fog, wind, oh, it was smells. That's cool. It was the moving seat. It was it was all kinds of things, some kind of thing that was pricking you in your back. Wow. It was, it was a full experience yeah, of it. Yeah. Then I told all my friends about it because I had covered the story, right? Uh-huh. And we went to the one downtown at the Regal uh-huh. and we saw something like, I, I can't remember what it was, it was like a War of the Worlds kind of, something mm. recently but kind of mm. a movie like that. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that happened was the seats moved. And my friends right. were looking at me like, are you serious? <laughs> you got me out of bed and, for this? No, and we went and complained <laughs> And we got our money back. And what the theater explained is that was up to the director. The director had decided that he didn't want to add all of that. So mm-hmm. he limited to seats moving. They could have mm-hmm. just not done anything then because yeah. it was yeah. so dumb. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I'll just add, if you go for that experience, you're going to be highly disappointed if the seats are just moving. Try to find out if it's going to have all of the effects. You know, that's where you get the full 4D. So that's yeah. probably so, what happened to you. Yeah. See, I, well, I, I wasn't even expecting all that other stuff. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just knew about the D-Box only because the same theater that we, we saw it in. Mm-hmm. Out in the lobby, they had like a little demo version, right. and we uh, th- the last time when we went to go see Zootopia, we we sat in the uh, the D box seats and we was like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know. And then when I saw Jungle Book was out with the D box, I was like, oh, okay, we gotta go and try this. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even expecting all that, which I'm glad because had I been, You'd've I been really would have been, I would have right. been pissed. <laughs> so uh, I just wasn't, uh, I wasn't pissed. I was just underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Danya. I'm, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to tell with her. During the, the the movie, she seemed underwhelmed, but when she was retelling people, she seemed super excited about mm. it. Like what you know, when she was talking about the experience, I'm like, you seem more excited now than when you were <laughs> actually in the moment, right? So I, I like, I don't contemplate. Like what I was, you know, she had her seat turned all the way down low because you you can turn it up to uh, low, medium, and okay. high. Okay. So I'm like, did you really have fun? Because mm. you. <laughs> didn't seem like it, but you know, you hear her tilling it around the house, whatever. She had a ball, so I don't know. Sounds Aww. like she en- sounds like she enjoyed the bare necessities. Now my two friends saw and they didn't invite me to the movie. Mm-hmm. We all have movie passes and we're mm-hmm. supposed to be a movie crew, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I didn't get invited to Jungle Book this week, but mm-hmm. they saw it, so I wanted to ask you, Dino, because they told me yesterday that they didn't really think it was for kids. They're like, It's definitely not a kid movie. It was kind of adult themed in some way. But you don't seem yeah, uh, why? Why did they I say that? Know. Uh, I don't know. Because it's it was it was a theater full of kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and they seem no they seem to be enjoying it. Okay. Um, was it, G, I was thinking, was it G could, rated yeah, or PG thirteen? Like, I think book? I think it was G rated. Mm. I don't see how it couldn't. It may, right. it may have been PG for the 
the hint of violence because they didn't actually have violence, but there was mm-hmm. kind of a threat of violence because the tiger, the about. tiger was chasing the the little Jungle Book boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, Moby, yeah, he was right. trying to he was trying to catch Moby, he couldn't, and, and he, he didn't. <laughs> So there was I don't no, know. That's crazy. there was really no real violence. Hmm. Uh, so I don't really, I don't know why they could say that, okay. but I totally thought it was for kids. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. tricks are for kids. You're right. a silly rabbit. Maybe, maybe they were too caught up in dissecting the colonialism. Exactly. Of, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, probably, that's probably what it was. Imperialist yeah. bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Not the children. Yes. yes. <laughs> Boy, they're really going to have fun with Tarzan. Oh. Right. <laughs> now, see, I was just talking to my wife about that. I was like, they're redoing all these movies. And then there's some like Tarzan, I think, is like an excellent candidate mm-hmm. to be redone because it's been a long time. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a story that's that's kind of timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody loves it. It would be great, you know, with, you know, modern technology, whatever. It would be yeah, it would. a really good story for well, them to well, do well, right well, now. Well, it is coming out. It is? There, yeah, there's a new Tarzan oh, okay. coming out. Yeah. Okay. When? when? Uh, that you I don't, don't know, but it's, the, it's like this year. I saw it in one of those. Wow. Like, Who's in okay. it? Uh, I don't know. Some crazy white man. Okay. <laughs> All right. That, that pretty much covered it. I know. Yeah. So they're sticking with the traditional uh, casting, I see. A, yeah. uh, raised by apes, you know. It's, uh, oh, yeah. Planet of the Apes during, uh, mm-hmm. during the 19th century. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, well, that was that, yeah, that was yeah, that was a Richard Pryor land. They're like, "Where's Tarzan?" Oh, you mean the crazy white man <laughs> in the trees? <laughs> so yeah, um, that's cool. Well, good because I was saying that they should do that. Little did I know. News and noteworthy. The shiznit. So speaking of movies uh a movie that we covered earlier um this year a couple weeks or months ago i don't know i kind of lose track of time when when uh, these shows in the past Mm -hmm. anything anything uh past last week Mm -hmm. is like it happened on this show at some point i don't really know if it was (laughs) the week before last or two years ago yeah (laughs) that's like my life (laughs) my life But uh, Birth of a Nation, uh, it's, it's got a release date, 10-7-16. So October yes. 7th, guys, get ready. I'm and uh, I Yeah, ready. I, have, I have the trailer here, so uh, let's, let's uh, check it out. Yay. Seven feet. Barren, strange fruit. Heavenly Father. We come to thank you for your word and your will. Blood on the leaves. And blood at the roots. You listen to him, and you might just make it into heaven. Amen. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. Submit yourselves to your master's with all respect. Strange fruit hanging <coughs> from the poplar trees. Brethren, I pray you sing a new song. Sing praise in the assembly of the righteous. Let the saints be joyful in glory. 
hands and a two-edged sword in their hands to execute vengeance on the demonic nations and punishments on those peoples to bind their kings with chains. Dishonor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Sing to him a new song. All right. So wow. there you have it. Was that was that Billy Holiday? Nina Simone. Nina Simone. That's right. what I was about. I was okay. looking over at you like is it Nina Simone, but you didn't. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, I Nina. know that. Yeah, Nina. I, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, Originally done by Billy Holiday. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought the. I thought the, the. I thought it sounded too good. I thought maybe too good. No, no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean the sound quality. Right, right, like right. Too modern. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so um, I'm so excited for that movie, yeah, especially now that we I've seen are. that trailer. I mean, that I'm he did that. Yeah, well, I've <laughs> ha- I have friends, obviously, in the entertainment industry, yes. and so I've had friends who've had the opportunity to see it, and they all are just raving. Really? My friend posted today how she was like blown away and crying. Wow. Oh my gosh! Wow. I can't and wait. she's not like a highly political person. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people are like, ah, not a slave movie, not a slave movie. But, I mean, this, you know, was kind of not the same old thing. No, by <laughs> no means. It's no. it's not. It's resistance to slavery. Right, that's right. the story that hasn't been told. And that's the story that is really the essence mm-hmm. of, I mean, people act like pe- people just sat back and accepted slavery right. and that there was never any resistance. People, people will, it's human nature to resist yeah. objectification. Well, there was Amistad. That uh, that was uh, right, but even in Amistad, centralized Rosewood. kind of like the 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 white, you know, care for how, foregrounded how, the white characters how, and how, the white um, how slavery impacted white people, basically. Mm, right? And yeah. also how they, you know, it was fought for through the white man's institutions, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, which mm. is not really. I mean, well, it, it was a it it was a story that needed to be told, but there's there are other stories also that, right. the different points of view. Absolutely. Like one of the, in, in uh, Twelve Years a Slave, I, I I read the book, right? And uh, one of the things that was not in the movie, which uh, which was in, in the book, was that the uh, protagonist, uh, while he was while he was being taken down south, mm-hmm. uh, he and others on the boat they had they plotted. Whose name was protagonist? Uh, it was uh, the. Uh, the, the slave. His name was Protagonist Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> okay. he, he actually was a forefather of Quincy. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a progenitor. Uh, the protagonist, the progenitor of, of Quincy. Uh, so crazy. He's so crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, uh, they they left out that there there was an actual attempt uh to or or they are they uh they they really whitewashed it um uh that there was an attempt to uh uh to to take over the boat right. and to you know go back to wherever right. they came from wow. right that they were resisting from jump yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. mutiny yeah. <laughs> well um mutiny on did the any ship. of you read the new york times article this that came out yesterday about the um Georgetown University, which was founded by Jesuits, which is a you know a Catholic order that supposedly um, you know they foreground helping the poor and you know mm-hmm. whatever have you. Yeah. It was and reforming Catholicism exactly after, after uh, Martin Luther. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I mean, and <laughs> scholar Weezy. Right. Thank you very much. And the current pope is a Jesuit. It's a Jesuit yeah. So mm-hmm. and one of the first to ever rise to you know the level of pope. I yeah. know that. Um, and but Georgetown University. In Washington D.C., people always want to forget that D.C. was like is the South, 
you know. It's, and yes, it is. It's the, below the Mason-Dixon For sure. Mm-hmm. Right near Virginia, the heart mm-hmm. of the Confederacy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the institution was supported by plantations in Maryland, slave plantations. Mm-hmm. And and through a, pra- a variety of issues of mismanagement, the university president had gotten the the university into financial trouble. Mm. And so basically in order to save Georgetown University, they ended up having to sell 272 enslaved people down the river and breaking up wow. families and you know this whole thing. And so it was it's like you, you must read this story. Mm. This article is amazing. Mm. But the point is now they've been able to find some of the um descendants of these 272 um, enslaved individuals. That's and amazing. It's a super powerful wow. story. But I just think it's, I mean, I, I've been writing a blog post about it. I'll send it over to you guys okay. later. But I think it. that um, the birth of a nation, like the, the mm. title, The Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. like s- slavery was literally like. It, the birth of this nation. Yeah, it was really. literally like the. Um, the foundation, the foundation mm-hmm. of this nation and, Absolutely. you know, and the institutions that still persist today. Yes. And so I think for us, and wealth that still persists today. Absolutely. <laughs> and so for us to have a reckoning about it through culture, through news, through information, it's like it's – this nation can't really move forward until we reckon with the legacy of slavery. Yeah. Real quick before we move, move on, um, Kenda, you mentioned Rosewood. Now, I haven't seen Rosewood in many years. Yeah. My, my memory of Rosewood was it was it was, it was a black community. Yeah, it was, but yeah. Well, it wasn't. It a, wasn't a, role, a revolt type thing. Situation. It was no, a it was. revolt. It was, and I'm trying to remember. It was some sort of revolt. I don't want to say that it was a slave revolt, but they, well, they, they did. Were a free, they were it a free community. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It was. I thought they were attacked was, by, by white. Uh, I don't think it was a happened, revolt. and they were either protecting someone, mm-hmm. and or and the white men came and killed them, and they burnt that place down. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. right. The, yeah. The people revolted. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if a revolt, but you're right. You're it right. was a resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was That's a better way to put it. Yeah. So, um, and another uh, movie news due out later this year, a very important flick, Rogue One. What's that? Like a part of Air Force One? Like another? No. <laughs> Rogue One is the very first, um, what do you call it? I guess spinoff. From the uh, the Star Wars uh, franchise. Oh, that's it's why in, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the first. It's the first movie that takes place in the Star Wars universe. That's a separate story that's independent of the the, of the original. The original. Stuff? So yeah. this is all new stuff that this JJ dude's doing now. Mm-hmm. Is it JJ stuff. still? Is he going to do the one? Just no. That last JJ's one. not doing this. Okay. One. This okay. is a different director. That's Got it. It's new. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. He, that's what we talked about. You're right. He's like, shut up, JJ. This, <laughs> this is due out in December, and uh, I have the clip for that, too. Check it out. Hmm. Wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? Here it go. State your name for the record. Jen Asa. Forgery of imperial documents. Possession of stolen property. Aggravated assault. Resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15. Reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. Hmm. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Ah! 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 
do if they break you? If you continue to fight... Whitaker is all up I in this. Know, I gotta, okay, can I ask a question for mm. all you Star Wars people? Are any of those... You mean both? Yeah, those two. <laughs> them two. Are any of those characters from the last one they did, or are they all... Everybody's new? Nothing? Yep. It, it, yeah, it looks different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, of course, there's probably some small characters that you know, were minor characters in the other one or whatever, mm-hmm. but no, all the major characters all the are all... Are new. Yeah, and the no. story, though it's separate, is it like picking up continuing like after what we just saw you know how because it was out of order mm-hmm. the other ones mm-hmm. before or is this like some pre? I, I, I don't know hmm. okay yeah i believe it, it it takes place sometime during you know the 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 original star wars movies okay. it takes some place like because what this is about is uh they're they're rebels mm-hmm. so and they're like their mission this is one mission and their mission is to break in someplace and get the 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 uh, the plans that, to the Death Star, so it sounds like it takes place okay. during the episode the original, yeah. yeah, episode four. I mean, yeah, okay, like four, five, and four, four around there, some, okay, or or maybe even three because it's before the Death Star is built, so hmm. probably might even yeah, yeah, back yeah, far, somewhere uh, in between there, yeah, okay. three and four, okay, so. very good, <clears throat> yeah, because we always wonder yeah, where do they where, where they get the <laughs> where they get the the weapons? I mean the. Uh, the uh, plans for the Death Star. I mean, wouldn't you know that that seemed like a real hard thing to do. Hmm. So um, yeah, and one of the things, one of the reasons why I'm excited about it, the, the director, I, his name escapes me at the moment, but he was talking about it and he was saying how you know that it's going to be complex and different and and that um, it it's it's real war is where the, there's there's good guys who do bad things and there's mm-hmm. bad guys who are good. And, and I was it's, like, okay, it's not going to be cartoony. Yeah. Right. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. well, if he delivers on that, yeah, you know, I, I hope so. That yeah. sounds, that sounds fun. Right. That's yeah. what got me excited about yeah. it. I was like, wow, that, that sounds very promising, you know, <laughs> like, like the wire set in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wire set in space. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's what he said. <laughs> space wire. <laughs> <laughs> Skywalker Bell. Yeah, <laughs> it all starts because of McNulty. <laughs> so good. Awesome. You guys, we need to write a spoof on that. Nah. <laughs> now, I know you guys don't watch you know, TV, but I think you guys follow what's, these what's shows that? enough. <laughs> Um, I want to know if I'm the only one who noticed um, something that's, I don't want to say disturbing, that might be too strong a word, but it's it's kind of putting me off. I noticed that Blackish and the Carmichael show, like two of our main black sitcoms right now, mm-hmm. they might be the only ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't think of another one. It might be something on deep, cha- uh, deep cable somewhere or whatever, but right. can, can anybody else think of another black sitcom that's out right now? Mm-mm. I can't think of one. We don't watch TV. Yeah, you know. But, what? but you watch, but you guys read though. So yeah, I, mean, I mean, we don't watch television. Empire is kind of walking that line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So like the the our only two and 
And, you know, we've talked about this on this show about the very special episode and all. And I'm cool with that. I get, you know, I get wanting to be socially conscious and socially responsible and to deal with the issues of the day. But, you know, I, I watch this shit. To be entertained. To get, to, to get away from mm-hmm. the issues of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So when, like, every single episode becomes the issue of the day... Uh, yeah, it, 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 really? it's not. Yeah, they're doing that. Both of them, both wow. shows, like every single episode is a message, and yeah. it's like well, y'all and, supposed to be making me laugh, not you know, you know, not, not think, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> can't they do both? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, this is kind of the thing that happened to Ellen too back in the day. You'll remember oh, yeah, when, when she, she first came out, came out. Yeah, and then it, it's it, like the, it was such an amazing show, and it was great. She came up, and then it was like everything, and she even says it now to this day. Mm-hmm. Every episode was like beating you over the head with mm-hmm. it, and it, she just lost the ratings it, it lost and the be, people. It, it lost. Be, it, it, it lost what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the difference between that and Ellen and this is, and I do say there's Ellen. Ellen was far more egregious, mm-hmm. um, okay. and I, I did watch okay. Ellen, and I watched it pre and post mm-hmm. the, the coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm coming. So out. you're saying this is more subtle? Yeah, this is not as bad as Ellen. Yeah. Okay. Like this is still watchable, mm-hmm. but it's get, I'm like it's if, it feels like it could be approaching that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's feeling a little preachy. Yeah. You know, and it's feeling like okay. I feel like sometimes the funny might be getting sacrificed mm. for the message, yeah. you know. And the primary thing that I'm in it for is the comedy. Yeah, you know, like Charlie Bissett, if you well, if you can do both, then that's that's cool too. But yeah. when I start feeling like I'm in church or well, not church, but you know, you getting know preached to mm-hmm. rather than entertained, then you know, I, it's a problem for me. Yeah. But uh, Ellen, the, what I never said was that the difference was Ellen was a single message mm-hmm. right. like over yeah. you know the whole show just stopped <laughs> on a dime right. the day she it's came it. out right it right. just it's stopped it. and it just all became about you know um her life as as, as coming out of the closet and being gay yeah yeah and it was that's all it was about <laughs> and you know that's that was uh it was it became a you know a lot. Yeah. yeah. As Donald yeah. Trump would say, a lot. <laughs> and it's funny though that people uh people you know, they and then, you know, the, the criticism was, Oh, people are homophobic and all that stuff. It, it's it's funny that now in retrospect she's she uh, she cops to it mm-hmm. because back then that yeah. wasn't the narrative. No, it wasn't. You know, because mm-hmm. I was like, nah. You know, you quit being funny because I was a fan of the show. You know, I liked the show. And then I felt like you ruined the show, Mm. you know, and uh, it it had nothing to do with uh, me being afraid of homosexuals. It just the show uh, jumped the shark and now it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But you are afraid of homosexuals, right? Well, just just the ones with guns. Yeah. Well, I don't watch Blackish or the Carmichael show consistently, right. so um, I can't really speak to the issue, the mm-hmm. the the ex- you know how these shows are manifesting what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I do again talk to my friends in the entertainment industry, and it's funny. I was just speaking with um, a friend yesterday who is a TV writer, and he's written on different shows, movies, whatever have you, and we were talking about how um, because the representation because. Hollywood is struggling with diversity, which mm-hmm. I even hate that word. But um, <clears throat> the the people of color who do make it to the table tend, especially if they 
are coming from a progressive point of view, they mm-hmm. do feel a lot of pressure to kind of represent, mm-hmm. you know, while they're entertaining. They want to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's coming from a valid place because, mm-hmm. I mean, definitely there's times when we look back at um, – your comedy needs to be relevant, right? It does. It, it's always walking that fine line between relevant and preaching because definitely there's times when you look back at things that were going on and the entertainment that was totally oblivious or acted like that those social conditions weren't happening. Mm-hmm. It just seems it, 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 it didn't stand the test of time. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't hold up. So there's always that fine line. So mm-hmm. I can't speak to how well they're walking this line because mm-hmm. I don't watch them regularly. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I don't know. I think it's. I think that if there were more black shows or shows with black leads, mm-hmm. then you probably would see less of this, or you would see more diversity mm-hmm. um, in terms of the way they present stories. And you know, I think comedy has always been obviously used as a tool to deal with political and social issues. But For if sure. we look at how stand-up comedians kind of handle it, maybe that's something the sitcoms can take a note from because stand-up comedians are constantly dealing with issues after issues but it doesn't feel heavy it doesn't feel like you think it's funny it's really funny but when you i think what i'm hearing him saying you start to lose the entertainment value in it that's when it becomes well i could be reading a newspaper reading some you know activist letter or something like right, that right, as right. opposed to yeah. that you know right. yeah, yeah. I, I think uh i think uh um, I afraid don't be a menace to South Central when you're drinking your juice in the hood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. That was yes. funny. But, uh, but I think they they yes. they they examine that trope in in you know black entertainment when mm-hmm. every you know every time something came along in case you missed it Kenny Ivory Wayans would come on and say message there seems to be a need and in, 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 in part I, I don't know if it's the writers or producers or what they want to say something and they're afraid if they do it subtly you won't get it right um, so I, I think that I think that's part of it and the, th- the thing is for me the only sitcom that Handled issues well. Um, and, uh, uh, the best. Uh, I, 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 let me rephrase that. The, the sitcom that handled it best mm-hmm. was All in the Family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they had and they had strong. Uh, you had Archie and Mike, yeah. who were <laughs> who were out, who were on either side of the coin. Yeah. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, uh, but there there wasn't. But you know, as with, with All in the Family. Um, uh, Archie was seen as the bigot, and the you know he was he was the uh, guy who was kicking and screaming against integration, yeah. while slowly his life was being changed mm-hmm. by integration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but they, they there was one episode they did where they played this game where it was it was supposed to show uh, you know who makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> And Mike had had you know brought uh, Mike is the was the son he was the son-in-law he's son-in-law he, he, son-in-law. Mm-hmm. he was a liberal mm-hmm. and hippie uh, he was a hippie yeah, yeah. yeah pico commie literally and you know he was he was like you know he brought this game in so everybody talked about their feelings and mm-hmm. you know basically talk about how bad Archie was mm-hmm. and it turned out that. He actually was the one who was making everyone uncomfortable. Wow! Uh, there was like Lionel was the, the black character. He, you know, he said, you know, he said it's Archie. He said it's Archie that makes you uncomfortable. He said no. He said no. Archie doesn't know any better, but you do. Mm. But you, you come to me. Everything that you come to me is about how do black people feel about this? You see me as a black person. You don't see me as a person, mm-hmm. and I find that un- un- uncomfortable. And it was that type of writing where 
even though even though uh, uh, Norman Lear was mm-hmm. a, was a big liberal, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, he yeah. he gave Archie humanity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was able to show like you know Mike. He has his, his stuff Mike, too. Mike, Mike, the progressive movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike. Mike's mm-hmm. not. You know, he, he doesn't have it all together. Mm-hmm. Mike's a sexist. Mike's a, mm-hmm. Mike no has his form yeah. of uh, yeah. yeah. And and Archie evolved over the years, and everyone on the show evolved. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and they did it the best. At good times, they handled the message thing pretty well mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, that I can think of off the top of my head, but you know, it, it's a it's a hard thing to do because. Yeah. People want to convey their message, yeah. and, but they're afraid that people won't or get the message, get so the they nuance. dumb it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's true. I think Roseanne did a pretty good job. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't watch Roseanne. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, you did it. You need I, to go watch some old episodes. Of, you yeah. need. To, I don't like television. Oh yeah, <laughs> we forgot. I don't like new wave. That's funny. Well, uh, dance, yeah. music, sex, so, romance. Funny. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, there's there's that. So I just noticed, but the in the then in the Carmichael defense, uh, they've done that since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Blackish is this is like a new thing for them. Mm-hmm. Like their first season, they just were about you know poking fun at whatever you know mm-hmm. stereotypes and different rock, things, whatever. But rock did it too. Rock, 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 but rock didn't do the, it. Rock didn't do it well. Rock though. was over the top. With yeah, well, that's it. that's what I, that's what I meant. Yeah, rock didn't do it well. Yeah. We always used to joke about how every every episode of Rock ended with a soliloquy. <laughs> he used to always have to have a soliloquy yeah, at the end. I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> another <in> news: <laughs> woman wants to have her son's baby. You know what? Yeah, some some you know some women really want to have grandchildren <laughs> and they'll stop at nothing to get one Lizzie needs to stop right there <laughs> just you know we've we've talked about this on the show before mm-hmm. and this is an, another another such case and the only mm-hmm. reason why I, I i brought it is just because there's been like i said it's 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 increasing so i'm seeing these stories oh, these, these stories are well the visibility popping up yeah. more you said yeah. that the last time mm-hmm. it's not just the visibility it's happening more because people are able to find people easier now because of the internet and technology or whatever people are finding uh mm. estranged you know or people who have been adopted typically mm-hmm. that's what the case is whatever mm-hmm. more so than ever before so it, it is happening more it's occurring more but um yeah, they call it GSA for um, uh, what does it stand for again? Genetic sexual, G- genetic sexual attraction. Thank you, thank you. That's so that's what, the case with this woman. That is the case with with this woman. Uh, yeah, and, and her son, and and her son exactly. And it was um, they said it first. Um, the phrase was first coined thirty years ago um, for a woman who actually uh, experienced this. She didn't act on it, mm-hmm. but it was so. The strong, mm-hmm. the feelings were so strong and so, you know, overwhelming that she decided to write a book about her experience. Mm-hmm. I would decide to get a lobotomy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what she did. But this 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 they were talking about how how uh, the attraction is just so strong. Mm-hmm. The the people, it's like drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, people like this kid. 
or her son in this case, I mean, that kid, he's a grown man, but he left his wife, mm-hmm. okay, for mm-hmm. his mother. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, another story, I actually have audio on that one. Wait, 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 hold on. Where, and he knew that she was his mother when he, he left? He looked for yes. his mom. He yeah, looked they, for his they, mom. Um, some years later, he was adopted. Yeah, this is all her. intentional. And this they is started not like, an accident. Like writing or whatever. And when story. they had their first mid- meeting, they kissed. And she said mm-hmm. she was having sexy dreams about her son and looked it up online. And the, Yeah, he said no thing. He said the only way he was able to perform with his wife was to imagine this his mother craziness. from the first Lord, time oh, from the first time sorry. that they met. So what, what's the age difference? Twenty years, Six, right? Twenty years. Yeah, and she said, be, and she says it makes sense because she was forced to give him up for adoption, and she didn't want to. So basically, they what they explain is that there's something that goes off in the, in the human brain mm. that when you're bonding with your family members or whatever mm-hmm. that prevents you from wow. ha- being attracted to that wow. person mm-hmm. to prevent inbreeding yeah. so when they're separated at an early stage that doesn't that, that doesn't happen but there is something that there's another thing that happens with humans that you're kind of attracted to people who Rejected remind you, you. No, right? No, remind you, who remind you of oh. you. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So okay. when they okay. they meet these people that, and they have these similar facial features or characteristics, and then there's these other things because you have the same DNA. You have you start talking and bonding and finding out. Oh, you have all these other similarities and quirky things you, and whatever you else. You see it with cousins. Yeah. yeah so that's uh, that's what's going on. So they they have that part, but you know and. Us, us, uh, the the average person, the typical person, it mm-hmm. is uh, the attractive part is shut off because of the bonding experience, mm-hmm. whatever. But mm-hmm. when that is hasn't taken place. hasn't taken place, there's nothing to shut off that attractive part. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because normally, if if you um, <clears throat> if you find someone who's not related to you and they they kind of remind you mm-hmm. that that same have those same qualities, mm-hmm. then you would be attracted to them, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. yeah, so that's what's that's basically the yeah. the science behind it. Or what's what's going on? And maybe that's why it's hard for us to understand, though, because we do have those chemicals that happen where we don't. So it's hard to even. And it's on it's unconscious too, because so, because yeah, when you deal with, I mean, you you uh, yeah. when you go with other people and you you know you have a type um, mm-hmm. that may be a part of it. Yeah. That, that you know that 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 goes into what you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what uh, what. What you what what other people look like, how they remind you of yourself, yeah. or remind you of of your mm-hmm. kin folks, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's why I, I like white women so much. Yeah. They remind <laughs> me of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's crazy. So what's so what's the status? They're not. They want to have a baby and raise it, right? And they mm-hmm. don't want the government or the officials to take them. Or yeah, they you know. they live in they live in Michigan. Um, the lady <laughs> is is British. Um, sh- she was here uh, for school and and got pregnant, gave the, the kid up for an adoption, moved back to England, and then she moved back here. Um, she was living in Colorado when he found her, and she since relocated to Michigan so that they can be together. Now, they say Michigan law is that it's punishable by life imprisonment, Ooh, incest wow. is. Um, but however, they don't really feel like it'll be enforced, and if it is, then they feel like they'll they'll just go on the run together. But it's not punishable they after move? they're adults, <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. Okay. It, I know that. They, I, I mean, know that. but if they already know, why don't they just move? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because I guess they feel like it won't be enforced. It won't be, you know, because 
it is usually not. Yeah. With adults, you know, right. it's yeah. usually not. Mm-hmm. But it could it's, be. It's, it's done to protect the children. Well, they'll for sure <laughs> probably come in and take the child, though. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. The kid would That's, definitely, yeah. and and rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, I think in this case, uh, you let me know. These people don't sound. Um, I I get the scientific mm-hmm. basis for mm-hmm. the attraction, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you're suited to be <laughs> raising an inbred baby. Yeah. So something, the fact that you can't and for the mother, you to, know, especially when a, fa- a child has been looking, no matter whether they're an adult or not, you've mm-hmm. been looking for your mother all your life. You wanting that connection. I think it's up to the mother to create boundaries. Right. And, you know what I mean, exactly. and not to act on that. Right. The fact that you don't have the psychological capacities to resist Maybe whatever. Sh- it was good you didn't the raise that. It's, yeah, if she, well, if she had raised a child, she wouldn't have had that. That's that's yeah. the, that's, maybe we don't yeah, know, yeah. right? But even so, mm-hmm. the fact is, most of us, even if we felt it, I think something mm-hmm. in our upbringing or socialization mm-hmm. would we would have. Even if we had to go to therapy, mm-hmm. like, look, doc, help me, mm-hmm. so I don't act on this. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you mm-hmm. fall in love with the therapist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> cheddar. 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 But, so uh, yeah. the fact that they both lack this capacity, they don't really sound suited mm-hmm. to no. be parents. Yeah. I think the other thing is like their their favorite Greek tragedy was Oedipus Rex. So uh, that, was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was another telltale sign oh, right there. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> These people sound I I would be surprised if they've read Greek tra- <laughs> right. Greek, <pretty> much. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sound ultra educated. Uh, well, well, she, she's British. <laughs> They're smart. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Yeah, this guy didn't poke his eyes out when he found out. Ugh. Okay, so here is uh, a different story. And in this case, it's a father and daughter <gasps> having a, a relationship. And uh, so just listen to how they, you know, how blase they are about it. It's very, very odd. <laughs> Did you go looking for your father? I had children. And I hadn't. I felt as though he needed to be part of their lives as their grandfather. What was the meeting like with John, your father? It was like meeting a man. It, it was just like, I, although I knew that he was my father, it was like I, when I met him, I met John. I met a man. I met another adult. At the age of 31, Jenny was meeting her dad for only the third time in her life. Despite being fully aware of their blood ties, an attraction grew between them. After I'd been there quite a few days, I started to notice my feelings were changing and that that I was seeing him as a man, as, as a person, as somebody who was loving, caring, who... Like, yeah, I was looking at him and sort of going, oh, he's not too bad. Bitch, that's when you leave. too bad in what sense? That's when you as leave. man-woman sense. Okay. And like you might look at a man across the, the bar at a, at a nightclub. John, how were you? Much the same. Mm, creep. I met mm-hmm. Jennifer and I realised she was a, a, a beautiful, desirable woman. Mm-mm. Within a couple of weeks, the unthinkable happened. Okay, Father and daughter slept no. together. What was your physical relationship like? Very loving. I, I don't know. I'm... Um, Sexual relationship with any other man. It's, it's a normal, loving. Rela- 
yes. without going into any gloryful bedroom detail, it's Just. a normal sexual no. loving no, it's not. couple no. relationship. It's not normal. You convince yourself it is. It's just not normal. John? Fantastic. John, you need to be beat down. Absolutely fantastic. We're sorry for the random outburst. <laughs> I mean, Charlie Bell couldn't help ourselves. I mean, you almost heard vomiting I on this just, yeah, well, I was ashamed to ruin that dress. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, this this is so... Just a, just a cautionary tale to those people who are out there who are thinking about connecting with, uh, and it's also this, you know, this same thing has gone on with siblings and, you know, um, just lots of stories, lots and lots of stories all over the world, U.S., United Kingdom, you know, all over Europe. Uh, that last um, father-daughter couple was in Australia. So it's irrespective of... Uh, you know your locale it doesn't doesn't really matter so you might want to think about long and hard whether you want to actually you know i'm not saying to do it or not to do it i'm just putting it out there let no, you I'm know saying that not this to is, do it no 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 i'm not saying the the, the affair i'm oh, talking right. about actually looking up these people right, 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 right. to begin with you right. may want to yeah, not want to tempt caution. fate or whatever so I uh, or, love mom, or at least be prepared. She's I think she's my favorite girl. You know, so put a safety net in place. I always love my mom. She brought you me know into do this not world. Not <laughs> bastardize you, Sophie. <laughs> don't do it. See, I don't want to have that thought the next time I hear that song. You know what? <laughs> no. You, you know what? Sorry, we're guys. <laughs> I, I, what? I didn't say that was Pep. Pep said, what'd you say? Pep, what'd you say? <laughs> oh, my bad. That's salt. <laughs> mm, that salt said that. Yeah, she was yeah. so crazy. She, she, wasn't, talking talking her son. Son. <laughs> she wasn't talking to her son. She wasn't talking to her son. We don't well, know that. <laughs> we wasn't in the recording studio. <laughs> No, I wasn't. <laughs> you wasn't in the gym yeah. shooting bastards yeah. or anything? Salt and pepper, they was there. Salt and pepper, push it. That's well, what they do. You wasn't in the- Push it real good. <laughs> Ooh, baby, baby. <laughs> SeaWorld announces into its orca breeding program. So that's a big... Yeah, I'm down for that too. Mm-hmm. I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm really down for that. Definitely. Although I have to admit, I am thinking about taking my baby out there to go see the uh, the the orcas before they uh, <laughs> before it's too late. <laughs> but have, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, have you ever seen the doc? There was there's a documentary Blackfish. where they. Well, not not blackfish. Um, but I saw blackface. Ba ba blackfish. <laughs> and that that was a good one. Ba <laughs> ba blackfish. Ba ba blackfish. Yes. Uh, no, but they, they, were, they were showing that uh, that that uh, the the orcas had to be trained. Uh, there were two orcas that they were training to survive in the ocean. Yeah, they, mo- because, they mostly can't. Yeah, because they become dependent on humans, mm-hmm. and it took it took about a year. Yeah. Uh, to train these animals to survive, and I think they one of the one they kept track with actually found his pod, mm. uh, and uh, the other one they lost contact with. I wonder and, if he fucked his mom. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. But it's okay. They're orcas, so <laughs> they all look alike to us. <laughs> 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 uh, I hesitate to see the name of this episode. I know. But, um, Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy dearest. <laughs> I'm I'm for this, and I I I got, I got to go down and cover the protests after Blackfish came out at SeaWorld and all of that. Right. The thing that not only did the documentary change how I see all of this, but learning uh, when I interviewed um, some of the animal activists that these orcas basically live in what would be um, tantamount to us living in a bathtub. Yeah. yeah. And and that to me, so from there, I'm just really happy. I'm happy to see this because you know though we love to be entertained and see them. I mean, oh, man, these are some amazing animals. Yeah, they are. Um, so this is the deal. They have already stopped capturing orcas, Yay. and Good. but they have been breeding the ones that they have already mm-hmm. captured in captivity. So now they're saying that they're not even going to do that anymore. And not only that, they're also going to stop the performances, mm-hmm. and they're going to slowly transition from the performance-based uh, shows yeah. to the educational uh, type of shows. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 for that too. Um, me and my wife were t- were talking about this. I think, I think she gives the orcas, you know, although they're highly intelligent, she I think she gives them a little bit too much credit. <laughs> I, I wish I could have recorded it. I didn't think about it until until it was too late. But she was talking about what they need to do. She's like these. They're so smart. She needs to. She's <laughs> she said they're so smart. She should just. <laughs> What? Wait, can we hear the joke? I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> she said they need to just figure out a way to communicate with them and then ask them for permission. <laughs> wow. She's like, she's like, just be like, look, okay, you you come for you come you come with us. You'll live in you live here at SeaWorld. And you won't ever have to buy fish ever again. Yes, Donna. <laughs> is this Donna? No, this is my wife. No. And I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm like, okay, honey, they, they don't buy fish. They're, 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 they're sea creatures. They, She's they, like, we're going to give you a living wage. Yeah. And <laughs> like, do, you, do you understand that all the fish, Health insurance. they eat all the fish they want for free now. Yeah, right? pretty much, pretty much. And they're free, like. The, yeah. You know, they, they don't. They don't. You know, well, have I mean, no concept of, of currency. I guess if Doctor <laughs> Doolittle worked at SeaWorld, this plan could work. <laughs> don't, don't forget Mr. Spock. He, he right, in Star right. Trek Four. He was able yeah. to. Was okay. it Star Trek Three or Star Trek Four? The Search for Spock. No, no. Sir, uh, there was the the one where they came back in time. The Search for Spock. No, no, no. They they had Spock. Um, okay. Uh, so it must have been Star Trek Four. Uh, they came back in time. Uh, to because there were no whales, no blue whales in uh, in the future, huh. and there was this this huge spaceship that was uh, destroying anything that was in its way, and uh, and uh, so they had to go back in time to to uh, bring back the rescue whale. the blue whale, yeah, like on some Noah's Ark shit, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was there was a scene where Spock jumps in the aquarium and he does a mind meld and and actually. Ask permission. The voyage home. Voyage home. It yeah, was, that was uh, four. Yeah, Star Trek four. The mm. voyage home. Yeah, too bad Spock <laughs> doesn't work for SeaWorld. <laughs> well, yeah, he's dead now, so yeah, right. he lost it. They lost his opportunity. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had an orca do my taxes. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of uh, intelligent sea creatures, uh, 
Inky the octopus. <laughs> oh yeah, he was he was gone. <laughs> he he did a he, he did a Houdini. <laughs> he bumped out. He the freaks come out at <laughs> night. <laughs> the freaks come out at night. Yeah, he did a Houdini and he escaped from his tank and mm. uh, made it his way to the ocean and uh, he ran for freedom. Yes. <laughs> so uh, basically. Um, Octopuses are the smartest uh, invertebrates. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're highly intelligent, highly. and and they can they can squeeze a hundred pound octopus can fit through an opening about the size of an orange. Yeah. Wow! So as long as their eye can fit through, basically, mm-hmm. they say. actually it's the beak. <laughs> The beak, because the, the okay. that's the only part that's hard, right. and it doesn't bend on mm. on their body. The rest, right. of, the rest of them, they say even their muscles are different from ours. Like mm. if you uh, took a human, uh, took the bones out, mm-hmm. and then our 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 muscles, the way they're structured, they're they're they we couldn't even do that without bones could fit right. through fit through an opening that small because of our muscles don't. Right. But their their muscles are more like our tongue mm. right. than like our our muscles. So, um, because of that, they're able to get through these small rooms. But what the cool thing is, is that, you know, the maintenance crew came in and cleaned this tank, and then they left it, uh, the, t- the lid is slightly ajar. Mm-hmm. And uh, Inky was like, this is the moment I've been waiting okay. for. I hear there's freedom up north. Okay, he was and, awesome. Uh, <laughs> Inky was awesome. Harry Tubman. It's going to be the follow-up to Birth of he a Nation. He said, uh, <laughs> octopus called Moses. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, so he, he got his way. He got yes, out. Inky. And uh, he um, went ahead and walked across the floor uh, to the other side of the room and uh Got through a went through plumbing a, a, plum, a plumbing yeah. drain that was like six inches wide and yeah. uh, made it out to the ocean. Yeah, and they were saying that it's uh, very common that octopuses es- escape from yeah. their tanks. Very common. They said um, some uh, will sometimes uh, they will let themselves out. They will go into another tank, eat some fish, and, and then go back to their tank. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so they're extremely I like, intelligent. I feel like eating out tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they was talking about this one, this one octopus who um, they put a, a remote, a robot, a robotic submarine into his tank to kind of put her around, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the octopus got a, got a hold of it and took it apart piece by piece. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. So they're they're smart and inquisitive. <laughs> so, very interesting. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, you have to be very very careful. When, you, when 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 they're when they're uh, in captivity, you have to really be careful, or else they will get out and they will escape. Mm. But uh, apparently, they're amphibious, right? They they can they hmm? they're amphibious. They can um, survive outside of water uh, for a short, short time. Not yeah. not, not yeah. enough to be considered amphibious. Because yeah. amphibious yeah. means you can live. Yeah, yeah, they can't live. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just made his way to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, it, it, yeah, he can't. He can't survive outside of water a long period. Of time. Oh no, no, no. That, yeah, that's what I meant. That they can yeah. survive for you know yeah. enough enough to get to another ice, another tank. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Oh damn, definitely. So, uh, <laughs> oh man, and that. Oh, by the way, that story took place in New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> now back on uh, this side of the pond. The, a, prank, a prank caller convinces Burger King employees to smash windows at their restaurant. Oh, wow. These are the people y'all want to give $15 to an hour. 
I say this yeah. is a strong case, a strong case to deny them that. Well, no, 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 <laughs> so this no. is what happens. This is this is this is the prank. Uh, some random guy calls up Burger King and says that he's the fire marshal or whatever, and that there is a gas leak in and the pressure is building up, and unless they break all the windows out, the Burger King is going to explode. explode. So they mm-hmm. run out to their cars. Wow. They get the tire irons and start pounding on it. <laughs> you guys uh, on the... on the, Well, the manager instructed them to do it. She- you guys on the, on, the, uh, on the podcast won't be able to hear this, but if you go to the Shizna Show uh, on the uh, Facebook page, you will be able to see this. That knocking you hear. Wow. These are citizens who, who oh. filmed this because they thought that the Burger King was being vandalized. Which it kind of was, but, you know, that wasn't the, <laughs> the, the motive <laughs> behind it. <laughs> we had to destroy the Burger King to save the Burger King. And this is not, this, this prank, they've done this prank in, in uh, other states. It's been kind of going around, so the... The, the main suspects are Ronald McDonald, the Hamburglar, uh, Grimli- the, the Grimace, evil, the evil Grimace, Jack Jack in a Box. Yeah. Uh, you know the, those I, those are the primary suspects. This Wendy, like, this doesn't. Wendy, uh, yes. Oh yeah, that bitch. Oh, <laughs> Wendy wow. would never do that. She, oh. she has pigtails. Look at all those. She's, but she's a ginger. You know them gingers. <laughs> you know them gingers you're, ain't up to no good. You're a racist. <laughs> Did you see those <laughs> this reminds me. Do you guys remember the, the McDonald's situation? Thing? Yeah, in 2004 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't had, remember what happened. They, uh, a McDonald's employee, they got a call mm-hmm. from a um, um, somebody who said they were a police officer and that they had their manager on the phone mm-hmm. and that one of their employees had been um, caught or surveilled stealing someone's purse. And to bring her in the office, they brought her in the office and this guy on the phone went through this whole thing of strip search her, do a <gasps> cavity search, make her oh, do jump. Now jacks. I do remember that. They held her against her will. I think we did. I think we yeah. Covered that on the show. Yeah, I remember that. She got awarded six point one million dollars. No, that was two thousand four, right? Yeah, and in two thousand six, she got awarded six point one million dollars. They found the Mm -hmm. guy who was a corrections officer (gasps) in another state and had done this several times. Yeah, and he's serving five years. Oh, I thought be out by now. Oh wow, I thought it was just a dude. Mm -hmm. I I thought it was somebody. No, when they when they like went through the whole thing, he was he was playing a prank, but they found out that he worked in the. But I didn't think I didn't know he was a an actual officer. Yeah, yeah, corrections officer. Wow, bananas. Yeah, you know, I definitely read that story, and it wasn't in two thousand four when I read it. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if it was repeated maybe, maybe or it was when old back up or what. Maybe it was when she had yeah. awarded the funds. Yeah, so, you know. yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So, That's crazy. It is crazy. Well, those windows, though. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's something. <laughs> you guys got to look the video up. It's hilarious. There's something. <laughs> Quite a whopper. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Like, yeah, you've been hanging around Wheezy too long. <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of woodpeckers or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there, there's something in psychology where people will do anything that author- uh, yeah. oh yeah yeah when, yeah, when, yeah, when somebody right. in authority tells them to do something yep. they will do it mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, that's why you have war crimes yeah, <laughs> yeah. true yeah the famous the famous experiment is mm-hmm. is uh, someone being shocked yeah on yeah one end it's like no matter what. You keep shocking the person, yep. no matter and how they much do, they're screaming. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. This mm-hmm. isn't going to hurt them. Believe yeah. us. Yeah. Don't believe their screams yeah. Yeah. and agony. Yeah, yeah. People. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's how we're hardwired. Yeah. I think that's how 
certain of. I don't. Yeah, think. we don't all. I not think, all of us. I think the people with well, IQs yeah. low, lower than a hundred. But let's be real. Well, there was a percentage. It wasn't like mm-hmm. you know hundred percent, right. but there was a high percentage. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, some know, people. It's, it's not a no. It was most people. It was. It was. It was. It's. It's something that that's common and it's the way where humans like, are wired. Yeah. 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 Not everyone will do it, mm-hmm. but it's enough to where that this isn't a surprise. Right. And then, I mean, realistically you, you're going to weigh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't believe mm-hmm. it because just cause I have worked with people on the fire department. Mm-hmm. I know that that's not how they would operate, mm-hmm. but theoretically, Plus you would be like, uh, what if I just opened up the doors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what if right, I just yes. got the hell out? I mean, but the, the relative risk of bu- busted windows to an exploded building, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck it, it's not my shit. I, you know, mm-hmm. like, if I really thought that somebody was going to potentially die or that an explosion would occur, I mean, it's not irrational to pick busting windows over, you know, an explosion. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That's crazy. Especially because who gives a fuck? <laughs> You're not making fifty. You, know, you don't make fifty dollars. You're like fuck it. Yeah. Fuck Burger King. <laughs> Have, it so your would... way. Have it your okay, way. Okay, you've exceeded your singing quota for this show. <laughs> and the next show, might I? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I like when he's singing. Thank you. Especially when he sings the old. Okay, then y'all can have another way. show where Weezy just sings to you. <laughs> Weezy's greatest hit. That's yes. the my album. Weezy, Weezy sings, sings to the blues. You. Yes. <laughs> Hey, I like that one. Weezy sings the blues. No, Weezy sings and it gives me the blues. (laughs) Weezy sings colon the blues. Have it your way. So uh, Kobe Bryant plays his last game. Bad boy. I'm just kidding. Don't strike me, y'all. It was a joke. It was a joke. It's a non-LA joke. First of all, oh no, I knew it was coming. You're not local. I know, so it's not the end of the world for us. We like, and the world keeps moving. Earth keeps spinning. It was a dark day. (laughs) It was a dark day in Lakerland. It was. It was. was. I I cried. Did you cry? I cried. I didn't cry, but I did. I did feel. I did feel a little emotional because Kobe was. Like, I was gonna say my first, but probably. Well, no. Wait, how old am I? No, 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 not my last. But <laughs> I still got another twenty years. <laughs> uh, but he was he was my first Laker from start to finish. Right, mm-hmm. you know Mine what too. I mean. For, Mine and too. and uh, so yeah, I felt some kind of way. Magic were worthy. Almost, but not quite. Right. I wasn't quite. I, I remember when Worthy got drafted, and I remember the talk about Worthy being something special and all of that. Right. But I was, I was not into the Lakers yet. I wasn't right. into basketball yet. Right. Hmm. You know. I was, so. and he was good, but he wasn't. He's not the Kobe. No. no yeah, but, but, just in terms of the impact. I'm just saying, as far it. as like Lakers go, he yeah, was my right. first Laker from yeah. that. You know, start to finish. Hmm. Um, yeah. That was. You know that you know was great. That was yeah. That was yeah. great, and not just you know like a journeyman or something. Right. That was like okay. washed out of the okay. league in like three years or something. Right. I can understand yeah. it now because so. I felt that way when Jordan retired because I was in yeah. Chicago and it was devastating for me. I felt like oh god the Bulls are done and they yeah. were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then Jordan came back. Right. <laughs> and it was after the second and third. Oh, yeah. the baseball. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, um, did you hear what uh, Jason Whitlock said about Kobe? What. Oh, I can't I believe you said it. I'm I'm gonna bleep that motherfucker's name. Oh, out. thank you. What did he say? <laughs> oh, what? Well, Fill us in. Well, basically, he just said what what uh, 
you know, all the people that hate Kobe Bryant say, you know, the the general, he's the a narcissist, he's right. selfish, uh, he's not as good as people say he is, mm-hmm. he snitched mm-hmm. on Shaq, he's a bad teammate. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's... He sunk the Laker franchise. Yeah. And just yeah, all right. kind of ridiculous shit. Well, totally ridiculous. I well, that. first of all, I mean, look, let's not pretend that he's not a problematic character. He is the type of, you know, persona that people love to no, hate. No, I, I don't have a problem with you not liking Kobe. I don't have a problem with you hating Kobe Bryant. Right. I have a problem with you allowing your hate to blind yourself exactly. to his and diminish his accomplishments exactly. and his achievements that and right try to there. make him nothing. That's that the right shit there. I don't like. It's yes. the same reason why I stopped reading Charlie Rosen. I, uh, Dweezil put me on to Charlie Rosen. I, he's a brilliant basketball mind. Right. I love Charlie Rosen. But right. then all of a sudden I found out he hated LeBron. Right. And But then now he, did, he didn't just hate LeBron. He hated LeBron to the, to the point that he, consider, he, he calls him whack. Yeah, and that's just yeah, ridiculous. It's, totally it's ridiculous, it's and it's like once you do that, then I can't, I, I can't, I don't yeah. respect you, you and you don't have. And, and Jason Whitlock is just like, fuck, fuck you, and your retarded ass mm-hmm. non arguments. You, right. You're you're a fuck boy, a fucking hater. Mm-hmm. You have no place in journalism. Right. With with you know saying shit like that. That he's how are you a sports reporter? That is that's just ridiculous. He's basically the Raven Simone of sports <laughs> journalism. <laughs> he did uh, later later on the show uh, when Jim Jackson came on and uh Jim Jackson was was telling uh, uh Whitlock about, you know, his experience with Kobe Bryant. It's Jackson played with uh the Lakers in 2006. And he said that he. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Which Jackson did you say? Uh, Jim Jackson. Okay. What? 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 what did, did I say? I, no, I just didn't oh, hear you. Okay. I just didn't hear you. Oh, my bad. Um, <clears throat> that he was he was talking about how he he took uh, that he would go out to dinner with uh, Kobe Bryant and he learned about who he was as a human being and why mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that basketball for Kobe was the way he figured out how to fit in mm-hmm. uh, when he came to the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know he, he he loved basketball and that you know he was a you know they, they and they uh, he said Kobe's bodyguards told him he said hey Jim Kobe doesn't do this he said doesn't do what he said he doesn't go out to dinner with his teammates mm-hmm. and so he, he basically you know uh, you know pointed out that you know who Kobe was and what Kobe why Kobe was different and uh, Whitlock Whitlock did soften his uh, position. Uh, once he, you know, once he he talked to Jackson, and also fuck Jason Whitlock because he should known that by now. This shit is not matter. new. It this shit right. that's been exactly. out there forever. He exactly. should have been known that and mm-hmm. to soften his view right. a long fucking time ago. Right. He gets yeah. no pass from me. None. Revoked. None. And also, I mean, Kobe in a way, and I feel like he's kind of like the Miles Davis of of basketball. You know, like we know Miles Davis was a woman beater and you know wasn't the nicest guy and had major <laughs> problems. But he's still fucking Miles Davis. You know, yeah. he yeah. still was like a jack. As innovator, he mm. still was an incredible musician. Mm-hmm. He still left a legacy like R. of art. Well, <laughs> now, now we don't. Since you handing out passes, <laughs> now we don't too far. We don't went from the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> Let's not go. I'm not. We ain't giving that. We don't gave out today's allocation of passes. Yes. It's not really about a pass. It's about being able to see the complexity and the totality of somebody's or be able to acknowledge somebody's talents, right? right like, exactly. and, and, I, and I feel you when you say that because I, I absolutely feel the same way when people do that to Beyonce, to use an example. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who rabidly love her and rabidly hate her, but the mm-hmm. people who hate her will diminish her talent. Oh, she mm-hmm. can't. She's a, Come on. 
one thing you can't say is she's gifted. She's right. got a gift, right? right? Whether you like and see, her and that's, does or not. That's the truth. The, the right. word hater is so overused, but that is the true definition yeah, of, of a, a hater. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who hates somebody so much that they're blind and, yeah. uh, to, to anything to, possible, right. positive that they right. contribute. And, and you brought up a good point, too, Kendra, that... Um, yeah, it it the, it goes both ways. A lot of people, a lot of the people who hate Kobe, I'm um, thinking of uh, my buddy John Pennyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to John. Uh, he 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 doesn't he doesn't he doesn't like attack me with Kobe because <laughs> because like, you'll get violent. Cause, <laughs> no, because uh, when like when I was on his show and he mm-hmm. brought up Kobe, and uh, I was like, well, this. The truth about Kobe Bryant is basically this, and I, you know, and I basically went over a lot of Kobe's faults and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and, For sure. and and I, I acknowledged his faults and whatever, and I was like, but he's still a great player, and this and that and whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, well. Well, damn! When you say it all logical like that, it's right. like, right. like you take emotion. Right, right. right. He's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, when you say it like that, it's like I don't hate him, but it's yeah. like it's a lot of people like like John. He doesn't really hate Kobe. He hates the way certain people ride for him to the point that they don't acknowledge his his faults. Yeah, right. you know, just like we hate the Jason Whitlocks, right. not because he hates him, because he hates him to the point that he does not yes. acknowledge his accomplishments Absolutely. and his his greatness. You can go overboard in either direction, yeah. right? For sure, yeah. right? For sure. I, I I will say this: the the thing that uh the thing that I I didn't um. My problem with what Whitlock said it was he he said he had a problem with the hero worship of uh, of uh, Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. and reality is, um, you know, and, and that ain't you know, Kobe's fault. Kobe's no, no, no. probably less right. worshipped than any other any other yeah. uh, person yeah. on on his mm-hmm. any, any other person at his stage uh, or equal to him in right. in, in their arena. Mm-hmm. They. <laughs> Well, I, well uh, he's really big in China, so that that washes uh, <laughs> that out. But no, my my thing is is that uh, it, it's not it's not exactly hero worship. It's uh, if Kobe, no matter because he was making it an LA thing, mm-hmm. and the reality is, no matter where Kobe would have played. Uh, I mean, when he was a free agent, uh, that 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 time when it was mm-hmm. like he was about mm-hmm. to go yeah. to the Clippers, right. mm-hmm. every team in the league was wooing him. Hell yeah, yes. and uh, you know, even in Colorado, even Heck in Denver, yeah. they they, they, yeah. they wanted him. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, uh, the reality is, and it's with all athletes, if they are a superstar yeah. and they are available, you know, everybody can hate uh, 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 LeBron James as much as they wanted to, right. but had he left Cleveland for. Their their market, right? If he had left Cleveland for Charlotte, <laughs> they, they would have welcomed him with open arms, right? And that's that's where I have the the problem with with the haters, the the and, and also have a problem with the the people from Los Angeles who are Laker fans who hate Kobe Bryant because or Clipper he, fans, uh, well, Clipper fans, you know, they're insane, <laughs> but, right. but, but Laker fans who. Don't like you know when when I started watching basketball I started Kareem was was the guy mm-hmm. Kareem's mm-hmm. an asshole, but yes he is. Wow. But, but, yeah. really? but he's an intellectual. Yeah. Well, well the, part of it is I mean he has his reasons. Uh, you know he I mean the guy was he he's, he's all he has his reasons for being the way he is yeah. and and if you go into it you can understand. Sure. It. He's an introvert, but, but uh, you know he he you know he's a jerk, uh, mm. but he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Right and. You know, if 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 people stop watching the Lakers because of Kareem, I say, no, you're crazy. You have one of the best players in the yeah, league yeah, yeah, on yeah. your team. Yeah. That's why you root for the team. Exactly. And so when people were like, I hate, I hate the Lakers. I used to like the Lakers, but then you know, Kobe had his thing with Shaq. I was like, 
So you're going to stop watching the Lakers because they have the best player in the league or one of the best players, you know, however you want to say it. Right. He's, a, he's a top player. Right. And, and, and that's, that's, that's really the problem I had with, with Whitlock and with other people like him is that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, a, it's a crazy hate. I mean, I, you know, mm. I, I, I realize it's I, when, uh, when, I, when I was in the bar watching the game. And these people are screaming for Kobe, uh, you know, you know, while he was throwing up air balls. <laughs> I right. was like, I was like, come on, guys. Uh, no matter what. <laughs> you know, I, I love Kobe, but he ain't he ain't the Kobe from uh, 2004. <laughs> and, to, and by the way, to answer your question, are you going to stop watching them because they have one of the best players in the league? Yes. I stopped actually being a Lakers fan for that reason, because you had two of the best players. That is just greedy. That's just on that. You don't take the two. I mean, I stopped watching the Lakers, the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys for oh, that really? reason. Greed, greed, greed. But you had no problem with Scotty and Michael Jordan being on the they, same Scotty was not the second best player in the league. I'm talking about the two. He was a he was a top wingman. But he wasn't Kobe. That would have been Michael and Magic, or you know what I'm saying. That would have been that kind of thing. But that, but that's been that's been well, the league. That's, uh, that's yeah, for, I couldn't let it go. I was angry. I was that's angry. kind of okay. the it's kind of the point of let it go. Kind of the point and of building Shaq a team. Left, yo. I gloated. Okay, I, that's what y'all get. See, you know but, what I'm but, saying? But see, but see, that's different. That's different. <laughs> yeah, uh, because people hated Kobe because Shaq left. Wow. And wow. you know, I had yeah. a you know. Both of them were at fault. That you know that whole thing. Yes, of course. Uh, but you know the thing. Uh, you know, real real Laker fans. You know, any any fan of a team who says I hate my team because they're too good is, yeah. is insane. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, because if I was yeah. a, a Laker yeah. like from here, I would have yeah. been really happy. Of yeah. course, yeah, of, of course. course. <laughs> well, I just have to say, on a personal note. Oh boy. <laughs> on a personal note, mm. I had I got verklempt. I was super sad. I, I cried because oh, not only was it I saw your I saw your meme, not Obama and Kobe in the yes, same I year. I mean that's that was the closest that um I ca- you guys don't okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I was like I'm I'm going through like deep mourning Emotions. right now. Because honestly, two thousand nine I I realized like that was probably the peak of my whole life. Like 2009 started with me going to DC to see the first <laughs> the black president get inaugurated, and then I and fell then madly in love. I, oh. I had, a, I got, I was, I was making the most money that I ever made, and, and then where did I got come in? a new apartment that I still live in and that I love. And the championship, and the Lakers oh, won, the won the championship. Then that was like the year of peaks. Like that, I feel like I hit my peak in 2009, <laughs> and it's all been downhill from there. You guys, that is so good. No, that's, that's such sad. A great... I-, I picked no, up my. Why are you laughing at my pain? I don't appreciate that. Where's the compassion? Where's the sympathy? She's laughing to keep from crying. Wait, I think that's, that's what it is. Thank you. Yeah, bitch. I see. I see. As you can see, she's really suffering right now. (laughs) She's. I'm laughing about her year peaks. Poor, poor Kenda. (laughs) (laughs) Poor, poor Kenda. Can't, can't you see what you've done to Kendall, Charlie? Sorry, Bob? no, sorry, Charlie. Isn't that what? Didn't that, that was the, 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 the tuna fish? Say? Yeah, the sorry, tuna. Charlie. <laughs> I I just gotta say um, that was the greatest meaningless game I've ever seen. Uh, was it? Yeah, I mean, it was, garbage? Uh, it was a no. It was a meaningless game. Uh, the Jazz weren't playing for anything. Okay, and the Lakers weren't playing yeah. for anything. And I, you know, I didn't expect. Uh, I didn't expect 
you know, people were talking about, oh, Kobe's going to go for 30. Kobe's going to go for 40. I'm like, you, you people are crazy. He's not going to go for that. I mean, right. he's done. He's been done for like he's two or three years. For a few years. Yeah. You and know, his ego wasn't going to let him go out with well, that. I, if someone told me he was going to take 50 shots, I would say, okay, I can believe that. Right. If someone told me he was going to make 22 of those, right. I was like, Nigga, you gay, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somebody should raise you better. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was, uh, and then he, you know, I, I think what people miss is the, you know, the Lakers were down by ten points, mm-hmm. and he scored mm-hmm. like thirteen of the last fifteen yep. points, and and yeah, and assisted on the other one. Yeah, and and yeah, Utah didn't play. I mean, Utah might have played more intense had they been playing for something, but mm-hmm. they weren't giving him. Uh, they weren't giving him uh, I mean, shots. Weren't they playing for? Um, a, uh, no, they they were out of it. Uh, oh, okay. Houston had won that day, so they they were. Eliminated. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But you know, they had their starters out there. They were playing defense. They were double teaming him. Right. Uh, they. I thought they played better defense than um, than Toronto did during the uh, eighty one point game. Right. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's why he didn't get eighty one <laughs> points. <laughs> but I, I, it, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, the, you know, the, uh, uh, and like he was gassed at the end, and he yeah. still. You know, and you know, there was a, yeah, there was a time when he pushed off and he got away with Whatever, it. But it should. But everybody, everybody was loving it when Jordan pushed off on yeah. Byron. Uh, yeah. Byron, uh, I can't think of his last name. Scott. No, not Byron Scott. Uh, Byron Allen. No, 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 no that's uh, the community. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he. Uh, but anyway, he pushed off on the Russell. Tra- Byron, Byron Russell. Russell. Yeah. Byron Russell for his final shot. Nobody, you know, was like, you know, it was a big shot. But yeah, but Jordan pushed off. Yeah. And, right. and Kobe pushed off for point number fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. But so what? And this know? and this didn't mean anything. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that when that when Jordan something. did it, that yeah. meant something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. Utah got cheated then. Yeah. <laughs> right. But right. Uh, yeah, it was it was an exciting game. And, um, yeah, it was cool. Sentence uh, Mamba. Leave it to the Mamba on the way out. Still breaking records. Mamba out. You know, uh, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest departure game ever. Yeah. In the history of the game, uh, no Hall of Famer has ever scored uh, thirty-five points in his final game. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so and, I he, mean, and he, you know, just one more, almost double. one more line to the legacy. <laughs> feather in the cap. And and is it true that he's the only player to do twenty years on one franchise? Yep. No, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think, I think so. Yeah, I think twenty years. They, 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 mm-hmm. I with, read with, that, with so I don't same, know if it was true. With, the, with one franchise, yeah, yeah, yeah twenty years so, with one franchise. Because Kareem was not with the same one the whole time. No, he, no. he started okay. with Milwaukee, Milwaukee okay. Bucks. Okay. Yeah, okay. And I think Robert Parrish yeah. was with Golden State and Boston. Yeah. And um, somebody else played for twenty years, but I, I think Kobe's the only one to do it with one team. Yeah. So. That, yeah, that's that's hard. What about Tim Duncan? Yeah, especially these days, Tim du- he didn't play. He didn't. He, didn't, he, he hasn't played twenty years. Yeah, yet. but I mean, if he if he does it, I think yeah. he do, if he plays next year, it's okay. Okay. Twenty years. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, So he'll be number he's, two. He's only he's been a spur. 90. Yeah. And he, yeah, he almost left too. Yeah. Um, David Robinson came in from Hawaii to uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> to say, "Don't leave." <laughs> 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 All right, this week's Ask the Average Guy question of the week. Um, Charlie Bell, would you please read? Sure. There you go. (laughs) Dear Dino, my boyfriend Joe, we shall call him, (laughs) has what I refer to as, quote, 
pedestrian rage, unquote. Neither of us drive, so we use mass transit or walk everywhere. We live in a large city, and drivers are not always careful about pedestrians in parking lots, crosswalks, etc., making it doubly important to protect one's own safety when on foot. I feel that Joe compromises our safety by being confrontational with motorists who fail his exacting standards. Mm. He curses loudly, strikes vehicles with his hand, or stops and glares at drivers who anger him. I have asked him repeatedly not to engage with these drivers for fear of retaliation. The other day, a man drove into the crosswalk when we were crossing on the green light. We weren't close to that section of the crosswalk yet, but Joe smacked the man's car as we crossed behind it. The man, who was very large and very angry, (laughs) pulled over, jumped out, and threatened to beat Joe up for touching his car. Or beat him down. I pulled Joe down the sidewalk as he yelled at the driver. I am at my wit's end. I'm afraid to go anywhere with him because he just doesn't get it. I no longer feel safe with him. His behavior is ruining our relationship. Do you have any suggestions? Signed, Crosswalk Rage. Wow. Now, this is a different one for us. This one, I feel like this one's for you, do you know? You're wow. Wow. Why is, this, why is it for me? Well, I mean, I feel like you have a lot of... Uh, road rage? More, no, not road rage. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, experience on... As a pedestrian oh. and on public transportation. Well, okay, because you know that could have went a, a very so different many, yeah. way. Why is this for me? What the fuck are you trying to say? <laughs> you trying to say I'm angry? <laughs> <laughs> trying to say I got rage? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, but since I have to go last, we will start with Kenda. She needs to leave Joe right in the middle of that crosswalk next time and keep it moving. Okay, we can't answer everybody that has problems with their boyfriend. The first thing, you need to leave. No, not leave him. Just leave him in that crosswalk oh, when he okay. starts acting like a fool because it only takes one driver <laughs> I got you. that has had a bad day or someone who has no control to put their foot on that gas and mm-hmm. run you clear over. Okay. Or send him to mm-hmm. the story mm-hmm. about Mr. Will Smith who mm-hmm. just got killed right. a couple right, of weeks right, ago. And right. the wife got shot. And the wife who's still mm-hmm. in the hospital. So, that, that I mean, seriously. Yeah. He's what he's doing is dangerous, and he needs to get a sense of self control and lose the sense of entitlement. Yes, people do not look out for wa- uh, pedestrians in the crosswalk as they don't bicyclists, but you have to also look out for yourself, knowing that people don't do that. Just like you have to be a yeah. defensive driver, but what you don't want to do is cause more issues, right? Right, uh, and road rage. Weezy, I actually uh, saw somebody like this uh, hmm. the other day. He was uh, cross, and there were a couple of people that were. In the in the crosswalk, and they weren't blocking his 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 way. I mean, they were yeah, it's against the law, and they were wrong. And he's he took time out of his busy day to scream at him. Mm-hmm. And the word was they, in a wheelchair. Uh, <laughs> shame, shame. What? Uh, no wheelchair. We we know they dicks. We established that they dicks. Real, I really hope the Dino dis- is still have an issue. I really hope the disabled lobby comes and beat you down. Fuck them. <laughs> Tell them come. I'll kick all their asses. <laughs> is this fuck the handicapped too? Oh, no. Mother fuck the handicapped. <laughs> That's good. Donald Trump. Uh, uh, no, they were in walkers. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, off-duty bus drivers. <laughs> yes. Those. Now that's who. Oh. But, bus drivers. And there, there was a guy in, I think it was Hollywood, who, who was killed. Mm. 
uh, because See. he uh, he was and he was known for his pedestrian rage. See? Mm. And uh, I don't remember if that's he got terrible. shot or somebody wow. ran him over or what. But you know that's 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 what you're uh, you know that's what he's looking towards. And so I, I'm with Kendis. Like mm. you just you know you 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 can do you cannot control him. Right, right. Because if he, he hopefully. Apparently, he can't control himself. Yeah. Yeah, the, the only thing I can do. <laughs> and it's a matter of time if he keeps doing it. Yeah. He runs yeah. into the wrong. And, you know, hopefully, uh, I, you know, I, I know someone who was shot because of <gasps> pedestrian rage. Wow. No. And uh, he regrets it every day of his life. Wow. And that's hopefully, you know, something will happen where, you know, maybe he doesn't get, you know, shot. But, you know, somebody will knock some sense into him and he'll realize that yeah. he escaped um, yeah. you know, he escaped with your calamity. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlie Bell. Well, <clears throat> I mean, this is very serious, right? And it's not mm-hmm. even just about the pedestrian rage. I mean, I find it very rare, and in fact, I've never heard of somebody who had anger issues in one problem in one mm-hmm. area of their lives where mm-hmm. it didn't spill over into right. other areas right. and the fact that you you're saying that he you've asked him repeatedly mm-hmm. he obviously has seen the you know stories about road rage mm-hmm. ending badly tragically so he's not listening he can't control himself he's got rage problems and rage i've been reading about rage and anger er, our our culture is awash with rage. Yeah. I mean, aside from the yeah. easy access to firearms mm-hmm. that we have, which mm-hmm. is something he needs to be thinking about yes. when he's yes. you know engaging with these drivers, yeah. is that the 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 biggest mm-hmm. it, um, indicator or factor of being involved in the criminal justice system of being you know involved in violence is your inability to deal with anger, and it's a very um, it's a huge problem, and mm-hmm. he's gonna. I can't <coughs> imagine that it's not gonna affect you in other ways. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like that. You know, seriously. Like, I mean, excuse who- me. Oh, we see. No more coleslaw before the show. <laughs> All that potato salad. Boy. Bean burritos. No, that's a good point, Charlie Bell. I would agree. It's something that she can say is, you know what? For us to stay together, you, we need to have counseling. You need to agree to go to anger management. Yeah. Because this is a, becoming a safety issue. And what if we have kids together and we're going mm. down and you get angry, especially angry because we're with a kid right. going across the crosswalk and you want to mm. engage with someone. But you can't threaten your man. <laughs> You can't threaten to leave your man if you're not really ready to leave him. I mean, you have to really understand. I would so she she asked for suggestions. Mm-hmm. I would definitely suggest some kind of counseling, anger management. I would also suggest for her to read about anger and how um, prevalent it is and how much of a factor it is in a lot of destructive mm-hmm. behavior. Yeah, it it is prevalent, but at the same time, I feel like that it's one of those things that's over. Uh, um, overreported or over maybe not overreported, but uh, exaggerated. I feel like it's exaggerated. Well, I do for the instances (laughs) where the anger is what causes the problem. It it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like it it may be something that no, but I'm saying as far as what we consider someone to have anger management problems or anger issues that has become I, a catchword. That, yes, I, that, I know what that, you mean by that. And I, I believe that black males are really people 
uh, healthcare, uh, not healthcare, but um, what do you call it? Mental, mental health, health, mental mm-hmm. health professionals mm-hmm. are real quick to categorize real quick zero to a hundred real quick to put a black man into yeah, you got anger problems. management problems and black yeah. women too mm-hmm. yeah that's so mm-hmm. that happened to me it happened to me too yeah mm-hmm. really that's what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> so and then there's the the whole other thing about you know first first being a man then being black then being big you know it's like i've, I've had this conversation with people in my house like oh you know they want they want to say call me violent mm-hmm. you know like what violent what the fuck do you know what the fuck violent means how mm-hmm. how well when you yell right okay when i was yelling mm-hmm. because my wife was yelling too because we're married and we yell at each other sometimes mm-hmm. why is it worse when i'm doing the exact same thing that she's doing mm-hmm. right why is it that i'm being violent when we're both just yelling mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i'm 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 a big ass man and when i yell the house shakes that's not my fault <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what I'm saying? That's not my yeah. fault. It's still I, yelling. A, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's still the same thing. It's it's not, you know, uh, one might sound worse, but it's the same thing. But I think the difference you know, is that, um, you know, you may have anger. We Look, first of all, we all have anger. We all express anger differently. So, And we all need to find healthy ways to express and manage our anger. I think the difference between you and the guy in this, in this question is you're not actively going out and putting you and your wife and your family in danger. So that's a no, huge difference. No, I'm not, well, wait, wait. I, I'm not saying that he doesn't have anger issues. Not saying that. I'm just speaking <laughs> to the, the other part that you talked about how prevalent it is in the country yeah. and all that. I'm speaking to that part. Just the part that, in addition to that, I'm throwing it out there that it's also over because I feel like I am a victim of that. And mm-hmm. as Weasel stated, he is too. And we've had this conversation. As a matter of fact, where we used to work, Charlie Bell, there was an issue at work um, where uh, the, the, the one time in my life that I ever uh, um, like raised my voice at work and I learned, I learned from that. Mm-hmm. I will never let it happen again. It was the one time. Someone comes in or whatever, uh, they're yelling at me about it has something to do with a laptop and the rules or whatever. And she had apparently had a bad day, whatever. She starts yelling at me. She yells at me for some time before I finally have enough and yell back at her for not nearly as long as, you know, she yelled at me. But that was not the narrative that was reported to upper management and to everybody else around. It was Dino went off on Elizabeth. Right. You know, Dino was like going, you know Dino went off no Dino went off after Elizabeth <laughs> went off on Dino for right. for 10 minutes right no I, re- <laughs> I recall that incident and I I absolutely 100% agree that there are racist perceptions about black people and the way we express anger in this particular question there's no race identified we don't know like I said I'm not right. talking about this particular case Charlie Bell I'm only brought up that because you brought up the larger picture of how prevalent it is in our society. I'm also bringing up is what's prevalent in our society is that it's over, it's overstated. It's exaggerated. For and especially people. for, for certain people, for males, especially black males. That that's, that was all I was saying. I'm not saying that it applies to this case, this guy right here. I am. I'm inclined to agree with you. He's putting his hands on people's property and stuff. You know, uh, that's, problematic and it does seem to be you know like he's got some issues so and and i feel him you know as somebody as you stated earlier i am on public transportation whatever and i feel like 
I I nearly get hit probably once a week, at least, at least once a week. Um, so I understand them and I feel them. But yeah, you can't. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, once in a while you might lose it or something. But yeah, you can't. Wow, man, you can't go after every person who uh, nearly clips you. Uh, that's that's not a good thing. But to answer her question, my suggestion would be uh, kind of like sort of what Kenda said. Um, but I would take it a little step further. I would just I would say this. I would say until you rectify this, get some help or get this under control, however you want to phrase it or whatever. Until you do that, I won't be traveling with you anywhere. Yeah. Well, I will meet you. Right. Wherever we're supposed to be going, since they both take public transportation, I will meet you there. Right. You know, we, we're going to the movies. I will meet you at the movies. Right. I will meet you, you know, at the restaurant. I will, you know, and then <clears throat> we can go our separate ways or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I just won't be traveling with you until you get this taken care of. That's yeah. that's the way I would. That's very practical. Yeah, that's the way I would deal with it. So, yeah. All right. So with that, we have a couple of. Um, we got some feedback. Let's go ahead and do that. So we have actually a couple of new iTunes uh, comments or reviews, we should say. All right. Um, the first one in is... A five-star review from someone that goes by KCM81. I do not know who that is, but thank you very much. And this is what KCM81 had to say. The title is Very Underrated Show, Five Stars. I got put onto this show a few months ago, and I'm so glad I did. Not only is this show hilarious, but very informative. Good, solid, down-to-earth crew. Keep up the good work. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. Really, really appreciate that. Um, and thank you to whoever put you on to this show. Don't know who that is either because you don't say. If it was a person, thank you, whoever you are, who put this person on to the show. Uh, <clears throat> the next uh, review is Next Big Podcast. Five stars by G Davis music. Uh, that is, um, that is from our, our guest who was on, uh, a couple weeks ago, the, the gospel artist. Yeah. So, uh, she says, uh, I stumbled upon the show and have been a listener ever since the host Dino red is really down to earth professional and great at what he does. I really like his interviewing style. The whole team is dope, actually. It's like you're somewhere chilling with your friends, and when you listen to this podcast, I, re- I recommend... Um, it's like you're chilling with your friends when you... When you listen to this podcast. Okay. I recommend this show bring, bring an open mind, a sense of humor, pull up a seat in the front row and enjoy. Wow, thanks a lot. I really like that, uh, bring an open mind. and that, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. I like that. The whole thing is cool, but uh, but it's true. We yeah, appreciate it. it. Appreciate <laughs> it much. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yay. So much it means a lot. All right, so let's do these birthdays before we head on out of here. It's your birthday, so I know you want to ride out. Even if we only go to my house. 
That pronounced Benitez, Bobby Benitez, happy birthday. A uh, new Facebook friend, and he is also a podcaster on, uh, there's a podcast out of L.A. called Three Is Comedy. Um, I'm new to those guys. I've been following them. Pretty, uh, very funny show. Very cool down-to-earth crew. It's uh, two guys and a girl. You should definitely check those guys out. Uh, happy birthday to you, sir. Happy birthday to Lynn Webb. Happy birthday to Keith Anson. Sarah Elizabeth Bell. Oh, happy birthday. Big ups to Sarah. Yay. Uh, is that your sister? Hmm? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's your sister? <laughs> My cousin. Charlie Bell's cousin. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Jamar uh, Darren. Happy birthday to Danielle K. Anderson. Lots of birthday sex to you, baby girl. Uh, John Pennyman, my buddy, my man, my little podcast brother. Happy birthday to you, sir. Lots of birthday sex to you. Uh, Pamela Jenkins Mayfield. Happy birthday to you, old friend. Go way back. Lots of birthday sex to you. Uh, little cousin, Losha, Losha Brooks. To her and her twin, happy birthday to you, little cousins. Um, Ayana Davis, old friend from junior high school. Happy birthday to you, Ayana. Autumn Peoples, like my sister. Happy birthday, little sis. Love you. (laughs) Ashley Evans, happy birthday to you. And uh, that is it. So uh, we close out another Shiznit show. Thank you guys again for riding with us. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Thank you for sharing the show with your family, your friends, your loved ones, and all those. You don't like that much. Yes, those. (laughs) Yep, them too. A download's a download, baby. (laughs) Share share the show with your enemies. We don't care. (laughs) Share it on Facebook and Twitter and all your social media. Uh, don't forget to go by Stitcher or iTunes and give us a five star review or however many. Stars you think we re- that we uh, are uh, worthy of? Five. You know? <laughs> Leave your comments, your constructive criticism. We want to hear it. You don't have to just sing our praises. You can tell us what you don't like about the show. You know, you can be like Send that. that in a DM. Be like that fool Dino. He get on my nerves. Send you know? that in the DM. Don't it's all, that it's all good. He has anger issues. <laughs> 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 so for Yakinda uh, McGee, for uh, Damon the Weasel Stanifer. For Charlie Bell, I'm Dino Reyes saying holla at your boy.